Hey, spooky friends, and welcome to The Three Twisted Sisters, hosted by Britt, Kay, and Lexi. And on today's episode, we will be discussing haunted movie sets. And if you guys are watching this on our YouTube, which is Three Twisted Sisters Podcast, you will see us in some interesting costumes and we are referencing the movies that we are going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But first off, just to get into the Halloween spirit, um, let's talk about some of our favorite, like, what are your guys' go-to Halloween movies? I've said it once, and I've said it. Sinister. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's that so one, scary. Like, legit, yes. Like, for me, other than Hocus Pocus and Beetlejuice, for me, it's The Shining. Yes, I love The Shining. I watch it every Halloween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love The Shining. Um, and this Doctor Sleep is also really good. Uh, I know you guys haven't seen it yet. You have to watch it this year. No, okay, I'm just kidding. Okay. It's very good. <laughs> I also um, do like the Insidious ones. Yeah. Yes. Or pretty cool. I'm not like, I mean, I love scary movies, but as I've gotten older and my older age, like stuff that's like too scary, I'll watch it once, but I'm not like a repeater. I don't think The Shining is scary. Like, give us an example. Like, I don't want to watch The Conjuring or Insidious over and over and over again. I don't watch them over and over. Yeah, but, like, I don't ever care to watch any of them again. They're good. They're good stories. Some of the scary movies are, like, they're, like, bogus. Not bogus, but, like, not as well put together. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think those are, like, really well put together. No, they're definitely good scary movies, but that's that's why I don't want to watch them again. If the I Conjuring... have to, I will. And it'll be good. <laughs> But if I could choose not to, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine are probably, I mean, I, like, with the kids and stuff, we love um, the Halloween Town movies. Funny. Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, that one is, like, the perfect bridge between, I think, like, between Halloween October, and Christmas. December, yeah. It's, like, the perfect mix. Um, but I also, I mean... I'll watch them year around, but um, I love the Scream movies. Yeah, I don't like those. See, movies really? like that, where like it can actually not not that like the spirit stuff can't happen, but like like real people scare like, you more. Yeah, like I'm in a public bathroom and four stalls away from me is a murderer trying to get me. Like, no thanks. What am I gonna do? Shit myself and like you know what I mean? Probably. So let's get into the movies that we absolutely don't want to watch do you guys have any uh, the exorcism yeah well, i will never oh, watch any the of the exorcist or I, exorcism i saw it for the first time like two years ago my goodness that's kind of sc- it's like an old movie but it's pretty scary yeah it is and even like i feel like that one is um like we talk about a few movies today that have quote-unquote stood the test of time and the exorcism yo people still talk about or the it. exorcist i mean mm. 
I think the um the versions that we watched today and the versions that left the theater were not the original. Like they had all these different scenes that they ended up having to take out because people were like terrified getting sick in the movie theater. Because yeah. it was like the first really big shocking movie. I mean, it is so disgusting and disturbing. Like, I hate that movie. I'll, I've, I I've only watched it like one and a half times. I'll never watch it That's again. with the little girl, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, the exorcism of Emily Rose, I don't really care about. Like, Ew, it was, no, that one was terrible. It was scary when we first watched it because we were in like middle school and we watched it at a sleepover. Like that was gross and creepy. And like I definitely like stayed up the whole sleepover and like had trouble sleeping. And sometimes even I'm like, if I get up in the middle of the night and then go back to bed, I'm like, oh my gosh, is something in here gonna like possess me? But that one did not bother me as much as the regular exorcist. You know which one that might be controversial that I think is scary and I won't, won't watch is um, Paranormal Activity. I love the Paranormal Activity. No, because... They are so scary. They though. are, and mm-hmm. they're, like, all kind of linked together, but mm-hmm. one of them was based off a house that, like, was in my the city I lived in in high school. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. And they even did the filming there. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Brittany and I watched they, them in theaters. I love those movies, but they are so scary. Yeah, like I, I just, know people think that they're just like stupid, but they're not. Like when you've when you've actually experienced haunting, scary hauntings, like they are scary. Yes. Oh, I've got I've got a good one. Have you guys seen um, either or really? And maybe this shows like I when I was younger, I used to really not really like but i used to watch like the saw movies and now i'm like i can't like i'm not interested but um that was when i first watched the first saw that was intense i was in sixth grade yeah that movie's intense and i was like nope i was like in fourth grade when i saw that it's so disgusting and i'll i've never watched again hills have eyes I haven't seen we'll that. We'll never, ever, ever watch any of those again. Is that the one where they're, like, rock people? They they're are... not rock people, but they're, like, uh, mute, like, deformed people. So the two that I'm, like, no, like, I don't ever want to watch them again. Like, they definitely were way too much for me. Um, Hereditary and Midsummer. Oh, my God. I saw Midsummer. That one's so creepy. I never saw Midsummer, but it's so bad. Hereditary was pretty gross. Blair Witch is a good one to watch too. I've never Back seen that. I've, <laughs> we talked about this the other day. <laughs> I have never ever thought that the Blair Witch movie. I've only seen the first one, but I've never thought it was scary. Ever You're nuts? No, ever. I get. Go stand I get. in the corner, Kayla. Now I Go will, ahead. and you'll be freaking out. <laughs> like. Because nothing ever happens. The whole it's all like the suspense thriller. That's what it is, and it's like, it's like creepy things burn. people go missing. Um, but there's no like, there's no finding like, out what happened. Murderer. It's just the Blair Witch. Who's and the you Blair never, Witch? You never see her. That's annoying. The only and the camera angling is so annoying. So it was one of the first it's movies a, to do like a 
like a documentary style horror movie um and the way that they marketed the movie was like claiming that it was true like the that this was found footage like found footage movies it was like the, one of the first ones so um so people were like true. holy crap yeah. like they were all paid actors but um and the Blair Witch is like a a mystical it's based off of a true woman but um like the legend of her but uh <sighs> but the story isn't true no the movie isn't but they yeah. made it seem like <clears throat> this was footage that they found oh okay in the forest and it was like a kids. minute before they were like hey hey just kidding you know this because it just they like it rolls on like with no credits or anything like it's literally found footage yeah that's so i cool. say like it's... if you haven't seen it you should at least see it once because by the last scene you'll be like holy shit like yeah it just like crink, gets you. and you do feel like that i'm not saying i didn't feel like that but it's like jeepers creepers like oh god but no it's not as bad as jeepers creepers because the whole time we watched that we were rolling on the ground laughing it was so yeah. stupid and then this part facebook <laughs> facebook movies the Facebook watch area. I don't know why it like attacks me, but the other day on Facebook watch, I was just scrolling. And then I see like a clip from the Jeepers Creepers where he's like, go back, go turn around. And uh, Jeepers Creepers is running through the cornfield and the blonde chick is like, what? And it's all slow-mo. And then it zooms in on his the rose tattoo on his belly button it's so that movie <laughs> <laughs> irresponsible literally <laughs> if i don't get it what about that movie is scary like yeah he's gross with his like scariness but yeah because he's got he the watched... rose tattoo on his belly button <laughs> yeah and it's like Justin in. Long. What are you thinking? <laughs> Why does the camera zoom in on it like that? Why is it such a pivotal like? I don't. Maybe part we of the paid story that he has this rose tattoo. It's so. Did it make sense he, to you? No, I don't remember it. So in the movie, Justin Long, his character literally has a rose tattooed around his belly button, and it's just. just it made me die laughing. Okay, so last question before we get into the haunted movie sets. If you guys, um, <laughs> out of all of, like, the horror movie, like, monsters and, like, bad guys and scary things, who wouldn't you want to answer your door to Ooh. for trick-or-treating? Six and a half hours later. Mm. <laughs> so much later that the old narrator got tired of waiting and they had to hire a new one. Probably, um, probably Freddy Krueger. Because you can't escape him. Oh, in your dreams? Yeah. But, like, Jason, please. Michael. He's, like, supernatural. They're both they, supernatural. They all are, but <laughs> Freddy is in your dr 
Yeah, he's in your dream. <laughs> he's in your dream. And it's like you can't sleep. And then yeah. when you're not sleeping, you start like hallucinating. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm back, motherfucker. It's like yeah. there's no there's no escaping him. Um <laughs> honestly, mine would be the sinister one. I was gonna say that too. Cause he's like the boogeyman. Literally, yeah. he's so scary. Oh. Yes, and the fact that he would get the kids to do I know. things, like, yo, forget it's, about it. No, it's so sinister. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll pick a different one. Um, <laughs> Probably no jigsaw. <laughs> that would be pretty crazy. Like, a little bicycle. He's, he's resilient. The little Have you seen those videos of yeah. them? Um, <laughs> jigsaw as a roommate. Your car keys are on the other side of the kitchen, but I've lined the kitchen floor with mouse, or no, raised disposable razors. Yeah. Uh, if you cross the dude there. Yeah, like, dude, come on. Yeah, I guess both of you guys' picks is, like, pretty on point. Um, <laughs> I... Candyman? Is that the one where you close your eyes in the mirror? Or That's, oh, no. Candyman does do that. Bloody Mary. Oh, Bloody Mary, I mean. I think Candyman, you say his name three times. I vaguely remember that, too. Yeah. Almost said it three times, chill. <laughs> I think this, the same person has the same. Mine would be Should I do it? Juice. <laughs> hey, <laughs> don't. Fun time. Don't mock me. Then you wait, that you wouldn't want to answer the door, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> what's What's another one? What's another one? Let me think. The darkness falls. Tooth fairy. Fuck. No. 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 Yeah. Because no. I feel like any of the other ones, I can. There's There's ways that we can. You can like take save them. ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's like something paranormal, like the Grudge. Well, I don't know oh, how you get rid of that. But I feel like, because of, like, the scary movies, I feel like I could still live my life. Ew, like, she Samara. would be. Or oh, Samara. yeah. Was she? Yeah. From the ring. From the ring. Oh, the that comes out of the. Yeah, because the seven days and she kills you and you can't get away from it. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really And then you have one. to pick someone to watch the tape. Oh, yeah. I forgot that part. Take it back I'm, to the witch trials. I'm not, not going to sleep take, tonight. Moving it forward to, like, email forwards. Or, like, Facebook. Chain mail. Like, share this now or you're not my friend. Or, like, you know, those stupid things. Share this now she's going to be in your dreams Or you'll tonight. get bad luck. Yes. Come, come yeah. for you. Yep. I forgot you had to pick someone. If it's, if it's Chucky... Like, I figure, like, I could take him if it's, like, from one of the killers from my favorite Scream movies. I could take them. Like, I... 
Freddy, like, fuck that. Because, yeah, you're right. He's in your dreams. He's in your dreams. He's in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michael Myers, I don't want to answer the door. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I wouldn't want to answer the door, but the absolute least one that I would want. No, but he's kind of like, nothing kills him. Like, Michael? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing kills uh, he'll, him. He'll I mean, ne- he's literally blown up. Like how many times now? He'll he's never stop walking towards you, no matter how far you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true love, right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. devotion. <laughs> okay, I've got a good question. Which one would you want to help you defeat the one that you answer the door to? What if Ooh. I want to use themselves? I want to use the sinister to defeat the sinister. No. Like yeah. a variant. Ooh. Tell me that I can't. The multiverse can't. is real. I'm telling you right now, I can't. So who would you pick? Okay. Mm. So I, I would use Freddy. You would use Freddy to defeat the sinister? sinister? Hmm, that's a good one. Yeah, I wish I could use Freddy. You can't. There's no variants. No multiverse. No, there is. No, there's not. There I is. Would, <laughs> I would get it to take care of Freddy for me. Really? Damn it, that's a good one. That's a good uh, one Samara, mm-hmm. how I would oh, yeah. take care of her. <laughs> Ew. Um. Oh, would you, Michael? Um, Michael, oh, yeah. take her out. <laughs> take her out. But she, repeatedly, yeah. <laughs> he's just like your standing bodyguard. Every yeah. seven days, she comes back and he takes care of her. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was an interesting little conversation to get us all spooked for the day. <laughs> Seriously. You're welcome. <laughs> so I am dressed as Lorraine Warren from The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, my best attempt to look like her. Oh. I am. Oh, thank you, ma'am. I am dressed as Jack Nicholson's character from The Shining. (laughs) My best attempt, guys. Okay. (laughs) Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Yeah, I can't do it that well. That was really good. And I, again, best attempt at um dressing up as a clown doll from poltergeist oh in this retro halloween costume that's at least 30 years old <laughs> thanks grandma so yeah you look so cute oh thank you and i don't even like clowns like i'm pretty scared of clowns but you look so i cute. am too like high key you look adorable yeah Thank you. Thank you. So I'll go ahead and start us off with the first haunted movie set that we will be covering tonight. Um, and it's Poltergeist. Now, I <laughs> I specifically did not mention it in any... <laughs> we didn't really necessarily get an honorable mention with the... Um, like pros and cons list of Halloween movies because honestly it it's irresponsible (laughs) it's um a creepy creepy movie and I remember watching it 
as a like young and being creeped out by it so much that I was just like, no, I never saw the second or the third, never watched the remake. Um, the first one was like one and done. So that's, I'm covering the first one only. <laughs> now, this movie itself has a supposed curse around it. Um, and so let's just jump into it. So, Poltergeist <coughs> was released in 1982, and it was an instant Halloween classic, a very instantaneous 80s movie, like, got all the 80s vibes in it. Um, so, it was released in 1982, like I said, written by big names like Steven Spielberg. Um, and the film follows an upper-middle-class family of five who recently purchased a new home. The film, if you haven't seen it, includes sinister hauntings with poltergeist activity involving a white static TV, a creepy clown doll, <laughs> and a pool pit of skeletons, just to name a few of the scares. Um, so the movie's cast includes Craig T. Nelson as Dad, um, Joe Beth Williams as the mother, um, Heather O'Rourke as the youngest daughter, and my personal favorite, um, Zelda Rubenstein, who was in one of my all-time favorite Halloween movies as a kid, Teen Witch. <laughs> Love that movie. Yeah. Top that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so... Although this successful, fun, and frightening film has withstood the test of time um, over the years, the poltergeist curse and haunted set is just really, like, too coincidental, in my opinion. So one of, if you haven't seen the film, one of the suspected reasons why there's so much poltergeist activity is um, due to the fact that the home potentially was built on Native American burial grounds. Now, again, if you haven't seen the movie, let me just describe this scene to you that I'm going to be discussing. And it is the famous pool scene. So in their backyard, they have like a pit where they're going to be like filling with cement and creating a pool, right? Well, at this one part, it is like full of water. It's raining. And the mom falls into the pool, or into the pit, um, and basically gets attacked by skeletons. And they're, like, all over her, and she's, like, screaming in, in terror. Well, um, so Joe Beth Williams, who played the mother, she falls into the pit. Um, and the scariest part about this not necessarily like watching the film, but realizing that those skeletons were not props, that they were real human they remains. They put real human remains? They Why did. in tarnation would they do that? So this famous scene is incredibly, incredibly creepy. But knowing now that they were in fact real skeletons, real remains is just so it's just so, it's too much, in it's my opinion. It's disgusting. Not only is it just, like, disrespectful in general, 
but it's just disgusting. And then to not even have the permission of the actor or actress that's having to work with them. Oh yeah. And she, Joe Beth had no idea. She had been like in this pool of water, muddy water with, you know, countless skeletons and she's quoted saying like she had absolutely no idea that they were in fact real and um it actually came out that instead of crafting their own or creating buying their own um, prop skeletons that it was significantly cheaper to use human skeletons where are they getting them i have no idea like a medical college, that's like the first thing my it's brain goes to. Get the skeletons. Yeah, there's no it's so much cheaper, guys. Trust me. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and I'm good. like, that's just, in my opinion, I'm like, that's just asking for some creepy activity to be. And like the like the budgeting, it's like human skeletons and a like the price yeah. Of- <laughs> <laughs> We got them for free. We dug them up ourselves. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> My goodness. Um, so just disturbing and yucky and just all around not a movie that I'm interested in seeing again. No. Now, this next part is personally like my worst nightmare. <laughs> for sure. I had known about the skeletons um, for like a, a couple years, I think. Um, but I didn't know about this particular one until I was researching the haunted set itself. So in the film, the family is called the Freelings. And so the Freelings' son, Robbie, played by actor Oliver Robbins, was shooting a scene, a famous scene, with this demonic clown doll. Which, by the way, it's like almost like life-size, this clown doll, right? And he's like creeped out ever since like they moved in. He's like creeped out by this doll. Well, in this particular scene, he's hiding under his bed and the clown doll is just, you know, there and is coming to attack him, right? Well, during the filming of the demonic possessed doll scene, um... The, the horrifying anim, anim electronic clown doll becomes sorry I said the anim electronic animatronic and animatronic I was like what kind of a word is this <laughs> okay. so the clown itself was an anim, animatronic um doll and so (laughs) when filming the scene began the doll at this point the doll and the and oliver the actor are under the bed and the doll is supposed to be attacking the boy right well all of the sudden the doll actually was malfunctioning and its arm ripped forward and began strangling the young actor now at first people didn't on set didn't realize but steven spielberg jumped up 
and ran to the boy, got the thing off of him and got him away from it. And that literally sounds like an absolute nightmare to me. Wait, how did it start choking him? It moved its arm? I thought it was like they were doing the pretend choke scene and then it like didn't let go. They it grabbed him. Okay, let me let me back up. <laughs> you know when when you told me earlier, it made it sound like the scene where it's choking him that it wouldn't let go. But you that's said it's probably arm this jumped <laughs> out. <laughs> you know what? That's probably it. <laughs> its arm jumped out and started choking him. No one cared. <laughs> It's gonna no be like a face. it's gonna be like a new short short <laughs> clip by Steven Spielberg. Like just that. <laughs> I'm so stupid. I haven't seen that movie in so long. <laughs> so in the possessed doll scene with the young actor, the doll, the animatronic doll. Animatronic. Thank you. Am <laughs> Am Wrong. Tronic. The animatronic. <laughs> the animatronic doll. Animatronic the robot doll. <laughs> Anima animatronic. 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 Okay. Now I don't think I'm saying it right. <laughs> animatronic (laughs) (laughs) so anyway the robot doll actually (laughs) began choking the little boy it malfunctioned and it began choking him so much so at first the um everybody on set didn't realize but steven spielberg of course (laughs) of course (laughs) jumped up and ran, got the robot off the boy, and saved him. Now, how would he know that it was malfunctioning? Maybe because the little kid was crying? No one else knew. He was probably literally, like, getting choked out. (laughs) Yeah, like, oh, that's not acting, that's real. (laughs) Yeah, and everyone else was like, that's really good acting. After the last, like, episode of talking about witch trials, we're like sitting in the podcast room. I'm like, someone's out to get it no matter what. Like he knew that it was going to attack him. Like he knew it was possessed or something in real life. Oh. <laughs> no, the I boy. Don't trust that guy. He um he had like talked about it um in an interview and he said, you know, if if Steve cuz he's on first name basis with Mr. Spielberg. Imagine being on first name basis with him. I know. Steve. Dude bought real skeletons. I'm he didn't his his. Oh, you're right. The prop department did. Yeah, the whole everybody involved with the movie was okay with real life skeletons, except the actress who had to do it, who paid for the movie. I should say. There you go. And who produced it and all of that jazz. Yeah. Um. So basically, this robot doll begins choking the boy. Total, literal freaking nightmare nightmare and um oliver was interviewed and reported saying like if steve didn't jump up i might not even be here like it it was terrifying for him um so 
the curse aspect of the film, like um, real skeletons and malfunctioning creepy clown dolls aside, um, both the daughters who were in the, the Freeling family um, were both young up and coming actresses. Um, the eldest daughter was played by Dominique Dunn and the youngest daughter was played by Heather O'Rourke. And Heather is the famous one, the little girl who just has like little angel face who says, you know, like they're here and who talks through the TV and ends up getting kidnapped into the um, like spiritual realm. Either way, um, they both unfortunately passed away pretty, pretty suddenly and very young. Next page of notes. <laughs> so, like I said, the movie was released in 1982. And the same year that the movie was released, um, Dominique, unfortunately, was strangled and left for dead by her abusive ex-boyfriend in her own driveway. Jeez. Yes. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, so he left her for dead. Now... She sadly passed away five days later, and she was only 22 years old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it's just, I've heard um, several podcasts cover her story, and it's just, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, now, Heather, in 1988, she was 12 at the time, and was actually misdiagnosed um, later to having found out that she actually had Crohn's disease, um, she unexpectedly passed away due to a cardiac arrest after succumbing to septic shock from a bowel obstruction. Now, I guess she had had health problems. And when I say she was misdiagnosed, it's because they didn't catch that she actually had Crohn's and, you know, Unfortunately, she passed away, but both the daughters on this film died way too young. It's just so heartbreaking and sad um, and incredibly tragic. Now, a few, like there's a lot, a lot, a lot of strange um, instances and things like that, but so the author who was actually adapting the film into a novel, what's interesting um, is that he reportedly on like the night that he finished the, the book and was ready to go, um, his house was actually struck by lightning. And so the lightning bolt hit his AC window unit <coughs> and caused it to go shooting across the room and it actually hit him in the back. And he said after this happened that um, the power went off in his you know, home and when it came back on, all of his video games were playing by themselves. That's creepy. So just, yeah, just kind of creepy. 
Um, and one of the actors who played like the paranormal invest, one of the paranormal investigators, um, he almost died in a fatal plane crash. Now he was on a plane that, um, sat 51 people and he actually got stopped to sign an autograph. And in the seat that he was going to be sitting in, somebody else had taken that seat. So they gave him a spot in first class. And when the plane unfortunately crashed, he was safe in that first class seat. But the person who was sitting in his seat unfortunately passed away. So that's just like. That's insane. Like. Yeah. How. Oh, Another crazy tragedy. Now, there were also. A bunch like numerous um, random health problems that caused several actors and people who worked on the film to die like relatively quickly um, after its release, as well as like their um, I believe it was the second one. It might have it might have been the third, but there was um, a man who played like the Native American medicine man type role in the film. And like I said, I haven't, I haven't personally seen it, but um, it's been reported on like all of the sources that I looked for Poltergeist haunted set um, that he had performed an exorcism on the set, like a real exorcism on the set um, of the second or third film and it caused all of the strange stuff. Well, he had actually, unfortunately, passed away from a heart and lung transplant, which, I mean, granted, had um, a low survival rate itself because, you know, those are major key organs. But he had passed away suddenly after that film had wrapped. All in all, with all of the tragedies, all of the strange malfunctions um all of it together i could totally see that this set in this movie were haunted or cursed um just a lot of coincidences a lot of really um tragic happenings it's just it's too coincidental for me yeah. to say oh no that's just you know yeah like i know it's silly but i almost think like steven spielberg purposely cursed the set just for like a better movie or whatever you know and like more that everyone would forever know that poltergeist was cursed and all of these people lost their lives because of it you know what i mean i, don't I wouldn't put it past so. them I wouldn't put it past him. It's the only movie of that type to be rated PG-13 when it should be rated R. Even back in 1982. Like, this movie is messed up. Yeah. Weird. I don't think I've ever seen it. Really? It's just, it's heartbreaking <clears throat> that um, both the young actresses who were a part of, like, this the cast they were casted in the nuclear family you know that they both 
passed away so young and in such tragic ways, like my goodness, it's just, it's awful and it's heartbreaking. And I really, I could totally see it being a cursed film. And I haven't really, you know, I'm not eager to jump and watch it for mm -hmm. Halloween. Um, even though it is a, like classified as a classic Halloween movie, it's just not, I don't know, it doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard about the skeletons being real. And I was like, that is so demented. Like, that bothers me so much. <sighs> I didn't know the actress didn't know, though. I thought that was, like, that they all knew. So that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she said she had no idea. And she she, um, she was pretty shocked. <laughs> I mean, obviously, she's, like, shooting who knows how many takes in a muddy water pit with real human remains like that's scary that that's is so traumatizing yeah absolutely traumatizing and for what to make a movie like i don't know yeah it creeps Ugh. me out well i would curse a movie like that too i don't know i just i don't trust steven spielberg I don't trust him. I don't like that. It's not good. Ugh. But he did save Oliver from the possessed doll. True. True. I mean, I've only seen it once, so... But once is enough. But my movie tonight is one of my favorites, and I watch it every Halloween, and it's The Shining. So The Shining, it's, it's kind of a toss-up because the actual hotel that it's based off of is known to be pretty haunted but the set itself it had some funky things happening but it wasn't like i don't know if i would really deem it haunted but it's just interesting so the shining if you guys don't know this is no spoiler alert it's been out for Sorry, decades my kicked I, in. <laughs> I don't know well you've had decades to watch it <clears throat> the shining Rude is based off of a real hotel in Colorado and it's called the Stanley Hotel. So the Stanley Hotel was created by a couple from Massachusetts. They moved to Colorado and they created this hotel. So the Stanleys, unfortunately, have since died since opening the Stanley Hotel, but some say they never left. Mr. Stanley has been known or has been seen hovering behind employees at the front desk. And Mrs. Stanley is can still be heard playing the piano in the hotel. So pretty interesting, pretty interesting stuff. Um, now, how did Stephen King get the idea off of the Stanley Hotel to create The Shining? Well, he stayed there. In 1973, he checked into the hotel for a one-night stay with his wife. And... They were the only guests in the hotel that night. So that's something to remember. Did yeah. he plan it like that? Or, like, there just no one checked in that day? Or was he like, I need I the whole he, place by myself? I don't think he rented out the whole thing himself. It was all, he would, like, he didn't know that it was haunted and that this was, it, he was going to have experiences that would Ooh. start this. Yeah. So they stayed for the night. They're the only ones there. And 
coincidentally or not, I don't know, he stayed in room 217, which to this day is the most haunted room at the entire hotel. Very interesting. So it was inspired by the events that happened after he spent time there, like the dreams that he had and different stuff like that. So he got this whole idea because of where it is in Colorado. It's so beautiful, the drive out there. And you can even see it a little bit um, in the movie. Now, they didn't film at the hotel. They filmed at like a set. But they used a lot of pictures from the hotel and in different moments like that. But they still use part of the drive. And it's so out in the middle of nowhere. It's so secluded that he felt like if I was out here any longer, like I would go mad from the seclusion, right? That's kind of the basis of The Shining. So (laughs) some other, yeah, some other things that people have experienced working at the hotel in real life was in 1911, one of the housekeepers, Elizabeth Wilson, was electrocuted during a lightning storm. Now, she wasn't killed, but it happened in room 217. What? That's gnarly. Yeah. What is she, was she, like, touching the, um, like, those water heaters or something? No idea. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This was 1911. I mean, I have no, I don't know, like, the full facts of how she got electrocuted, but. Tell me the facts. I don't know. That's all the facts <laughs> show I me the, Show me the facts. I don't know. <laughs> so. America has the right to know. <laughs> the <Yeah>. world. <laughs> so over the years, every single room in the hotel has had experiences. Okay, so it's not just 217, but that is like the hot spot for paranormal activity to happen is 217. Okay, so they've all experienced something, whether it's like moving your clothes oh, or your clothes are mysteriously unpacked. Oh, goodbye. Are they at least put like in drawers? Like, yeah. That's so sweet. It is so sweet, but also like Hotel California right you come but you can never leave like or you can that's stay. what that song's about have you ever heard the lyrics of the song no welcome to hotel california do, 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 do. such a love such a lovely place such, such a, a lovely, lovely face living it up at the hotel california do, 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 do. what a nice surprise where does it say you'll never leave the guy at my phone thing i remember i was running for the door i had to find the passage back to the place i was before relax said the night man we are programmed to receive you can check out any time you like but you can never leave Mm. that means you can leave the hotel but you can't leave california no you can check out at the front desk anytime but you can't get through the doors how rude (laughs) So, your clothes can mysteriously become unpacked and items moving on their own, lights turning on and off themselves. And the fourth floor is often filled with a spectacular laughter of children giggling and running down the halls. (sighs) Yikes. However, the staff at the Stanley are quick to point out that there are never any reports of sinister or evil events happening here. 
because there are only happy ghosts at the Stanley Hotel. End quote. Not buying it. Yeah. So if you guys have seen The Shining, but you want to know more about the Stanley Hotel, Ghost Adventures did a really good episode on it. They actually go into the back storage place where the sinister spirits are said to live. And it's really a good episode. It's season season four, episode five. Highly recommend it. It's a good one. But let's get into the actual shining. So, like I said, there's creepy things that happened on set, but I don't know if it's paranormal. I mean, I think it could be, but whatever. So, um, the biggest thing to me that is like unexplainable was the fires that happened that burned down two of the sets. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So they never discovered what caused the fire, but it burned down two sound stages, two sound stages and threatened the third at the studio and like completely crisped. And there's a really ick picture of the set like all burned down or whatever. And one of the directors is leaning against it laughing and they're like, oh, they have no idea why he's laughing, but they think he thought of how ironic it was that at the end of The Shining, the hotel burns down and then their sets were burning down. Interesting. So interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So that's where it's like, oh, I don't know. And then another very interesting that happened was this picture of... Uh, the bartender and Jack Nicholson and some of the director or one of the directors at the bar. So this is a very famous few scenes of The Shining where Jack Nicholson is going to the bar a lot and drinking a lot. And the bartender's there and he's having multiple conversations with him. So the one of the director's daughters snapped a picture of them all standing at the bar. And um, there's Two heads in the picture that the bartender knows for absolute certain that they were not there. Like he was like, no one can explain who they are. No one knows their faces, but they're standing right next to like Jack Nicholson. So if they were real humans, there's no way they'd be able to get on set. And like they've passed, it's like a very famous picture and they've passed it around to everyone. And everyone's like, I have no idea who these people are. So that. I think is like the creepiest part. Like, well, that's pretty cool. You know, um, the spirits are just like, hey, I want to. Hey. <laughs> yes. Um, so the the bartender told us that he is 100% positive that those people were not on set when the photo was taken and nobody can identify him. And he claims that the room was cleared most of the time whenever um, the other director, Kubrick, had photos like these taken aside from the actors, his assistant and daughter who was taking the photos. So that's his like way to kind of stop any debunking is like, no, this director who is notorious for being very demanding and meticulous on set was very adamant about no one else is allowed when we're taking like candid photos of them on set like for you know stills and stuff wow so i don't know i think it's pretty interesting i love the shining and i mean there's a part of me that wants to believe that it was a haunted movie set and because of the uh, other ungodly amounts of 
just really sad and messed up stuff that happened during the filming of The Shining. Um, I think in a way it is haunted, but the fact that the sets burned down, they have no idea why, and the um, the possible spirits in the picture, I think it constitutes being a pretty haunted hotel. <laughs> well, a haunted movie set. Definitely a haunted hotel. <laughs> Yeah, let me clarify that real quick. But yeah. Highly recommend watching The Shining if you haven't yet. It's a good one. So quick question. What made the director so notorious? Like what why was he known to be such like a Well, it's such it was such a toxic set. Um the main character, the wife in the movie, was so far, I mean, just emotionally abused and just treated like a piece of crap the entire time they were filming it was supposed to be 17 weeks of filming and it did not end there it was so prolonged and it's because this specific director kudrick i think i'm saying that right let me double check oh kubrick is known for making people reshoot over and over and over and over and over again he had like reese not so recently but within the last like 15 years he did a movie with tom cruise and he made tom cruise walk through a door frame 95 times jeez just walking through the door frame because he wasn't walking so, properly or what yeah not the way he wanted him to 95 what? times and then um there's a scene where jack nicholson is walking up the stairs and he made him do that like over and over and over again. And there, there's like a funny uh, memory or whatever from the set where after every take, Jack Nicholson would turn to him and go, was that, was that good? Was that the one? And he would go, yeah, it was good, but let's make it perfect. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then the papers, <laughs> the um, all work and no play makes Johnny a dull boy. So those, every single piece of paper, it was written on. So it was like 1,500 sheets of paper. What? Yes. That they had to like manually type out. Because they did it that many times? No, because he's writing his whole, his whole plan in the movie. Let me just completely spoil the movie. Is that he's a writer and, but he doesn't, he's not making any money and they're like struggling. And then he gets offered this job to be the groundskeeper at this hotel and during its off season so during the winter time they need someone to watch it and you he can bring his wife and his son and the only catch is is that you cannot leave the hotel because the snow is so crazy in colorado that it will snow in everything and you won't be able to leave do they leave you with like enough food and stuff yeah they're completely secluded from everything and um so he's like this is the perfect job for me because it gives me a chance to finish my novel. And they get there and then very soon after they get there, um, Jack Nicholson's character starts developing signs of uh, psychosis due to seclusion, but also the hotel itself the hotel. is like evil. Yeah, it like it like changes you well the son in the movie has the shine and he's able to see spirits so the son who's like a like a maybe like five or something 
um, is able to see all these spirits and, and like how they died. And it also kind of ties in like with um, the Native American genocide and massacres. And that's what like the blood rushing through the hallway scene is um, supposed to symbolize. So all around, like the Stanley Hotel itself is haunted in its own way. And then The Shining took a haunted place and turned it into something even more evil and terrifying. So if I was Mr. or Mrs. Stanley, I would be pretty peeved about them, like, making my hotel seem really shicey, too. So who knows? But, um, yeah, the, the main actress, I'm sorry, she was so emotionally abused, I'm, like, jumping around, that she started to lose a lot of her hair on the set. Oh. Yeah. So... It was, that's where I'm like, I like, screw these directors. Um, yuck. But he was just not a good person to work for. And um, I think that causes also can add to the negativity. If there's any like negative energy or negative spirits screwing up the set. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I don't know. What do I know? I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so. I am talking about The Conjuring, about Ed and Lorraine Warren when they helped the Perrin family, and it's based off a true story back in 1670. So this beautiful family with like I think it was five daughters, right? That's right. Yeah. In 1670. That's that's what my thing said. 1970. That does look like a nine. <laughs> I was wondering what the fuck. Where's that? Don't look at it. It could be both. Look, it could be a nine or a six. That's a picture. It could be a six or a nine. How could that be a nine? Oh, I see how it could be a nine. Yeah, see? A six or a nine. Keep oh, guessing. That. That's how I got eggs and math, okay? Well, since Ed and Lorraine are from this century, <laughs> you know, all right, time so traveling, 1970. <laughs> Is that a six or a nine? What's the answer? <laughs> I I think it's not. It's a nine. It's a nine. <laughs> okay, so I am talking about the Conjuring movie. Where the investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren helped out the Perrin family, right? So this is based on a true story. And this family moved into this, essentially what they thought a beautiful home was back in <laughs> 1970. And... <laughs> 1670? <laughs> <laughs> and I think they had five daughters, right? If I remember correctly. I think it was... Five, yeah, four, they, five. Five, four or five daughters. They had a gang of daughters. Yeah, they had a handful. And she was a literally. single mom. No, she wasn't. Wasn't They're, she? No, they were married. Oh, I thought she was a single mom. Because then the husband <laughs> grabbed all the girls, threw them in the car, stay in the car. Not like that, but like, because <laughs> the mom was all possessed. But um. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. So it's about this family. Where they move into this house that they thought was beautiful and it ends up being super scary and creepy and like a dark spirit is in there that possesses the mother. And then, right? 
so the actual set was they had some hauntings and um the first kind of eerie thing was the little actress that played the youngest daughter her name is joey king um she like would show up or just to set with like all these bruises all over her body but she did no stunts like there was no reason for her to have the bruises yeah (laughs) um and then they invited some of the like family members to come on set to just like kind of see it because it is about them and crew members real family yeah oh Uh, my god and crew members noticed that like around like the family when they were on set there would be like weird like wind gusts around them but like the trees that were just like across from them were like still Ooh. what the heck yeah so they're like that's weird um and then shortly after the family visited the hotel all the actors and like crew members were staying in burned down and they had to evacuate <laughs> oh my gosh yeah pretty crazy right but there's more okay that's great <laughs> um the director i think his name is James Wan, I don't know if I said that right. Mm-hmm. Like he was working in his office and nobody was there anymore. Like he was working late. But he had his dog and his dog was just like barking into nothing. So like he went to like check it out, see what's going on, couldn't find anything that would like make the dog bark. But when he came back, like he was still just barking into like nothingness and like growling. Like, what? Ew. Mm-hmm. And um the actress that played the investigator, Lorraine, the actress was named Vera. I don't know how to say her last name. Farmiga, I think. Farmiga. Um, she refused to read the script at night or take it home with her because she said that it gave her like an uneasy feeling, like she was being watched. Oh. Yeah. And then she said that one time she went to open her laptop to read the script and it looked like on her like screen that like three slashes were on it like if a creature had done it what mm-hmm. pretty wild that is yuck and yeah. that's the thing too like i know a lot of people like believe or they think it's possible that when you watch like scary movies or paranormal movies or paranormal shows that like you're inviting that thing to come with you or whatever you know um and i know actually it was the conjuring that that they put like real they were talking about like oh we put real demons in there right in the third one i think it's the third one um what about the nun no the um the uh oh the locket the man that killed I can't I can't remember the premise of the story um who claimed to have been possessed when he killed someone and the end like the end credits play like the um exorcism tapes oh I remember I, I remember that yeah, I actually really, I really like all the Conjuring movies. They're really scary, but they're really good. 
Yeah, they that one I was like, okay, I didn't ask to hear those real tapes of a demonic voice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not mm, not a not a big fan. They're good movies. The um Yeah, I thought they were good, but again, like I don't know, I'm just getting to be like more of a wimp in my older age where I don't want to I want to really have to watch like 3 hours of the office just to go to sleep at night. Right. Yeah. Like a ocean documentary. <laughs> yeah. But the ocean's just as scary. Yeah. It no is. No lie. No lie. It definitely is. Ugh. It's crazy to think like how many sets or plays cuz we I mean, we could have talked about haunted sets for like Broadway and shows. <laughs> Yeah, that would be What like... is the one from The Office? Um, Sweeney Todd? Sweeney Todd? No, where Pam thinks the set is haunted. Tell the man in black. Oh, I no. Say hello. Oh, the the yeah, bar. The bar. Oh, the bar, the bar, the bar. Yeah. I'm fine, bitch. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> it's just like, no, it's really haunted. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, yeah, the theater, the theater, uh, legend, you are not allowed to speak the name of Shakespeare's play. Which one? It starts with an M. Mm, I don't know it. Because it brings about, like, all sorts of accidents or, um, travesties. What? That's a, that's a scary one? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's like it sounds familiar, but I don't think I remember it. Honestly, I've seen the play. I like the play. It's the so The play is good. great. It's I so know. good. And like I said in the the witch um trial episode, it is said that Shakespeare pulled um write the writings from King James the Sixth. Um, demonology book mm-hmm. that he pulled inspiration from that and there happens to be um they're the three twisted sisters <laughs> <laughs> but they're these witches and uh, like um like bubble bubble toil and trouble came from that fire <laughs> i don't know any of that Anyways, it's uh they're one of their like um spells that they do in that. Got it. But it's a cursed play, so anyone that um puts the production on, you have like scary things that happen, people get injured, sets are destroyed, like fires start, lights um, malfunction. Yeah. Everything kind of can go wrong so it's not a lot of people want to do it but it is a good it's a good show um but in the theater world if you're like backstage and you say the word you have to like do a whole thing to try to like counteract the curse yeah Yeah. ritual to yeah (laughs) but yeah it's like you just don't say it at all because even if you're not doing that i want to say it's so bad now you guys keep telling me not to say it 
Well, if you're um, even not doing that show, but any show that you do and you say it. But also when it comes to curses or black magic, it really only exists if you give it the power to. Food for thought. Yeah. Food mm -hmm. for thought. So, yeah. Well, um, thank you, Twisted listeners, for tuning in. Yes. Thank you so much. And again, if you guys are watching this on our YouTube, hello. And if you're not, our YouTube is Three Twisted Sisters Podcast. We're all pretty much dressed up as the a, a character from our scary haunted movie set. Um, Britt definitely takes the cake. She looks like an adorable clown. Just like oh, thank you. If that's possible. She looks so cute. Yeah. It's so hot in this thing. <laughs> you would have never known. You pulled yeah. it off. You look so cool. You do. Thank you. I'm missing my hat. If you guys would love to see. It's so cute. <laughs> and I like don't even... I don't like clowns but that's maybe so it's the color pattern that makes it so cute yeah yeah it's not as like sinister looking like, ah. yeah there's not exactly. like a dark red yes oh <laughs> or like a like a beaten tattered outfit Yikes. yeah Yikes. but anyways if you guys have <laughs> if you guys have a haunted movie set or show set that you want to tell us about or if you really love some of the movies that we talked about today definitely let us know we want to hear what you guys think if you have any spooky stories at any of the places that we talked about today let us know we would love to hear it um you can comment on our youtube you can follow or message us on instagram and tiktok at underscore three twisted sisters or you can send us an email to three twisted sisters podcast at gmail.com we want to hear your stories so let us know Yes, and if there's any PSA, if there's any theater kids, tell us your stories. Did you have anything strange or odd happen in your theater? That would be fun, too. Did you have a theater ghost? Because everyone has one. Alrighty, you guys. We hope that you have a great rest of your day and that you take care and stay, stay twisted. twisted.